Ciao, beautiful soul. This is Claire and the Art of Life podcast in this sub-series, or maybe I should say this higher series, which is the Secret Pregnancy podcasts. I'm recording today near the front of the house rather than the back of the house, and I've had this calling to share more spontaneously and less controlledly than usual. So that's something that has to come through now because I'm getting ready to go out for lunch and the, the lunch has a, a particular time on it of 12 o'clock and so I might have to talk whilst I'm walking also up the hill to my partner's house for lunch. So um, yeah, the the downloads, the uploads, the the revelations are coming thick and fast and I'm, I'm feeling more and more immersed in this process of of oneness, the process of bringing oneness out of oneness, <laughs> bringing spirit into material form um, and at the same time engaging in this process which is my own growth out of embryo form into not just into motherhood which of course is a, a label and a, a word that has many connotations and has a lot of baggage basically but um yeah the sacred art of mothering and bringing the sacred back into mothering I feel it it's a really an excuse that's my neighbors chatting in the background you might be picking them up on the in the in the microphone here too um yeah I feel that like the the message of birth, the message of gestation, of conception, of everything, is, of course, all the secrets of the universe are hidden in it. And that's true, even if it's interfered with, surveilled, if the woman's frightened or terrorised by the conventional methodology of interruption of the natural process and the natural spiritual unfolding of birth, of gestation and then birth. Um, it doesn't, well, of course it does matter what, what is done to a woman and what is done to the child, but the in its natural state, in its uninterrupted state, in its pure form, the very nature of conception, gestation and birth. Um, ju- just a side note that I'm in the fourth month now of gestation. And I'm 50 years old since my zygote, my own conception. And it's midwinter, just leaving 2022 and coming into 2023. Um, And this is my first child, as it were, the label. (laughs) I'm still not thinking of this as child. Um, I'm still very much in the process of soul descending, awakening of my own spiritual vitality and being in the state of oneness, like the the very nature of the natural process of this divine creation of life, like the very nature of it is oneness, the very nature of it isn't separation. And without the labels and the the naming and the timing, 
the measuring of time and the yeah the surveilling and the intrusion without the trespass the when the blossom is allowed to bloom in its own time and there is no container placed over it or no map placed over it no agenda placed over it um it is simply the truth like spiritual truth will come through like there nothing else can it can't be anything other than what it is <clears throat> the only way it is something other than what it is is when we interfere with it with our minds with our hands with our bodies with instruments with measuring devices etc with artificial pharmaceutical medicine and machinery but like the natural living woman and the natural living man when you remove the agenda when you remove the map that's imposed on top of this thing and you don't get confused about the difference between the map and the ter territory you don't confuse the map for the territory <clears throat> Um, I was listening to a really great podcast, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, recently where a woman was discussing her route out of the NHS, the National Health Service in, in Britain. And, oh yeah, so many, so many aspects of it are, are quite shocking as someone who isn't in the system, but she was discussing in particular how now that she's stepped out of the system and has educated herself, she does know how uh, a natural birth, how birth is actually meant to unfold. But <clears throat> of course, folk who live and who have experienced and who work within the system that is interference can only describe birth from from those interferences they can't describe the natural process they're not actually aware of what the natural process is they only essentially know what an afraid woman is likely to behave like and what interventions are likely to be imposed on her but the actual witnessing like the the natural process it can't be witnessed within all of that like it's it's obscured it's hidden it's invisible because we're looking at the distraction, we're looking at the interference. <clears throat> and, and therefore, you know, it's kind of important to set that context in the context of speaking about something that isn't interfered with. It's just what it is. The sensations are what the sensations are. The days pass by peacefully and the mind body spirit settles into itself in the same way that you take someone out of the city and out of a, a really tense routine and distractions and overstimulation put them into a natural setting their body will naturally begin to settle and their body, mind, spirit will settle into not just natural rhythms, but an, a natural state of wholeness, a, a state of un, undistractedness and, and wholeness. And I'm, I, I'm trying to 
it's hard to explain what that the sense of deep deep trust and oneness that and the insight that is able to come through because I'm not disrupting it I'm not distracted by it by going for a scan or let's say getting on the conveyor belt of of counter positioning symptoms labeling the symptom first and then saying that the symptom is something that's wrong with the body that's out of kilter which again is we could talk about out of kilter and like just unfold that and unfold that for a long for a long long time but the the immediate the urgency to counteract a symptom which is being given a label rather than seeing the symptom as part of a a wholeness that is pure and necessary in its entire its entirety. Um, I've had various symptoms throughout my first three and a half, going towards four months. Um, that if I was on a conveyor belt, <laughs> if I was in going to visit a doctor, conventional doctor, or even a homeopath. Um, the symptoms would be seen as obstructions that need to be removed. And in a sense, they, they kind of are, but the, the approach of, of seeing them as something that's an integral and necessary part of the body expressing itself is very different than the process of approach where it, like the the very concept of a symptom is a, an enemy, is something to be beaten down. Um, so, as I've talked about in the earlier podcasts, I've had various bleedings, almost as if I was having a regular menstrual cycle, um, slightly different in nature, and definitely the beautiful difference in them is this, this glorious... Um, catharsis, like a very clear catharsis, very purposeful nature to the bleeding. And I was talking with a a dear friend yesterday around the the very interesting difference of being an older woman, older than, you know, I'm not 20, I'm not 30, I'm not 40, Um, I'm older than that. (laughs) And because of that, I've gone through certain phases of development and healing and wisdom in my life, which is, in my comprehension, what I know about the system and about the agenda to not have us be fully expressing ourselves spiritually, mentally, emotionally, or in any other way. Um, Because I have that benefit of my age including my health, which is much better now than it was when I was younger. I'm able to see why, very clearly see that there is an agenda to give women fear around birthing when they're older, to discourage them from it, and and if they are pregnant when they're older, to get them on that conveyor belt, get them into the system and intervene with them and interrupt the natural and spiritual process of the woman's 
ecstasy, essentially, the woman's divine ecstasy. Um, to disrupt that as as fully and <clears throat> completely as as is as could be possible. Um, even as someone who has not used a doctor in many many years, who has always been on the very very edges of conventional medicine and systems, like any kind of system, the art system, the administrative systems, I've lived in multiple countries without being registered in any way, blah, blah, blah. Um, Being on the edge of things financially and in terms of the economic agenda and um, basically not consented to the general restrictions that most people see in their lives. I've, I've upped and moved many times and felt that I have a right as a nomadic indigenous being to move around the world freely um, and and also <clears throat> not to feel that I, I'm obligated to be locked in a city, a job, um, a conventional work structure and so on. So the benefit of that is that I come to a place um, of freedom mentally from not having had an ongoing um, ongoing brainwashing essentially into believing in my limitation as a woman, as a human being, as a biological living, intelligent living organism. Um, and the work that I've done around that even though I've done that all that work and I'm I'm pretty damn clear, you know, if somebody approaches me with a needle or an or a mandate or an obligation or or anything or a, just an idea, I'm very clear in being able to um not give consent. I'm very clear that I, my first action would not be to consent. Um my first action would be to say no and to put up a barrier and hold my hand up and then from there, I would be taking further steps to make sure it never happened again, etc., etc. As I have been doing for the last years around the whole so-called obligation to mandate to accept medicine which I don't need or want and which I know would be damaging to my spiritual well-being. Um, even with all this clarity, even like all the clarity, all the intelligence that I have, all the, the facts that I have at, at my disposal, as it were, um, to defend my argument, if they're not that I would argue about it, there's no argument, there's not going to be any conventional medicine in my body ever in my life, and that's just a fact of nature. <laughs> But even with all of this, there's still the pro. I, I just want to speak a little to how deep the programming is, how it plays with our very fundamental trust of spirit, of our trust of energy, our trust of our own sentience and of our own capacity to navigate, our capacity to manifest as well, not just navigate the hurdles of life, but to actually manifest what we are meant to be manifesting what our program is, what our spiritual program is, our life purpose, our not what our not what our instead of our programming. Um, even with all my clarity, I still found a very strong um, 
countering force to the vitality of my bleeding, to the vitality of my body expressing itself fully and simply doing what's necessary, which was to bleed. Um, it's, it's such a, it's just such a beautiful, elegant, natural, sacred geometry process to follow. Follow the truth of a thing unfolding naturally and truthfully, and to to work with the momentum of it and to follow the increasing momentum of it it's it's quite a hard thing to talk about when or to a system to folks who are in a system that they've wholly consented to not be in their spirit and they've wholly consented to somebody else caretaking or shepherding their spirit which is also their vital force, which is also their vitality, their sexuality, their sensuality, their sentience. Um, our our mind-body-spirit is like a sun with rays coming out from it or flames or solar storms or whatever we want to call them, but it it's got a very clear radiative capacity, a radiative nature that we are at the core and the energetic vitality, love, energy, whatever we want to call it, chi, ki, um, vibes, they radiate directly out from us. In a healthy person, the rays will go straight out and in all directions and influence the world positively bringing nourishment, heat, beauty, warmth, um, warmth of energy, not just physical warmth, but warmth of connectedness. Um, and the majority of what's going on in the world around us that we participate in on a daily basis <clears throat> is not that, it, it's it's not facilitating that, it's not it's getting in the way of that. And it doesn't stop the thing from naturally being what it is with a propensity to radiate. But it is it is a temporary interference. It is a very real temporary interference. And over a lifetime of, of a person, and especially if a person is doing the sacred work, the very, very sacred work, like there is no more holy work than creating life, apart from maintaining life on a daily basis. But the, the average person is participating almost continuously in their own demise, they're funding it, agreeing with it, consenting and submitting to it. And and mimicking what the system tells us is our limitations, like playing <clears throat> playing out a role, but more than that, like mimicking 
because we have this empathic, this capacity to be empathetic and sympathetic to others. So we, just as, just as when we meet a person in the street or sit down with them for a coffee, we might find ourselves, you know, reaching up and, and putting our hand on our chin at the same time as they do it or, or yawning at the same time as them or scratching our head because they scratch their head. We, we might position our bodies in a, in a reciprocal mimicking way because it's a way of saying, I'm with you. It's a way of joining in. It's a way of being, being part of something, being part of something bigger that isn't just me separate sitting opposite you at a table. <clears throat> like we, we want to feel as if we're, we're connected. And that basic human instinct, which we play out every time we meet someone or when we sit with someone, is, is sort of harvested and tied into the system where all the things that we do are basically about trying to feel like we're belonging, trying to connect through mimicking. <clears throat> and that would be great if we were all doing really healthy things <laughs> and we were all um, mimicking something else in order to make ourselves better. But for the most part, we're mim mimicking what the system is presenting to us as limitation. And we're also, as consequence, rejecting what nature is telling us is real and whole and bigger and is actually for our benefit, like our the spiritual experience of gestation and childbirth as a, a very real, tangible, solid, huge thing. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the, the nature of gestation and birth being all about oneness, all about our symbiosis, like everything that happens from conception and before conception, you know, re literally months and months before conception, everything that's going on within us and around us and in the partnership is about this, how we reset the perfect form, the perfect human form, how we start afresh, how we not just bring a, a fresh new life into the world and sacrifice ourselves to it in slavery, which of course is the model, um, even the pain that is a, a conditioned pain that is caused by us fearing pain in birth and expecting pain and being told to brace ourselves for pain. Um, the, without any of that, like with the removal of that system and the conscious cleansing of that trespass in our our clean mind and our clean spirit and our whole being, everything that comes through from before the conception to the conception to the gestation of this small creature that slowly takes human form, the slowness of it, the speed of the rhythm of it, the sensations in the body, the, the way the body, mind and spirit come into being, the way the brain rewires itself and creates new wiring that is much more efficient and ready for parenting. Um, 
the, the urges of the body to put things in order and to exercise and get prepare physically um, to cleanse the body with food <clears throat> or rather not, not intoxicate it further and so on. All of these things are part of a divine workings, part of divine, <clears throat> excuse me, sacred geometry of reality and they are for the benefit not just of the child, they're for the benefit of us and they are continuing, they're not just for the gestation, they're not just until the child is born and then we get, then we descend into chaos and disorder again and these are things that it, the reason our, our systems heavily, heavily, heavily influences to have children in this very narrow window of as young as possible is of course because we're we're at our peak of being stuck in the system and influenced by the system. Um, I find it really interesting in my my own health journey and wellness journey and spiritual journey that I was really unwell in my 20s and I, I have been pregnant at various points in my life and I've conceived at many, many multiple points in my life. But I knew even before I'd conceived, I knew when I conceived that this was the time that I was conceiving. I knew it because it lined up. I could feel the alignment with everything. And that's something that <clears throat> it could only come through that moment. It couldn't have come before because even though I wanted to be ready, I wasn't ready. Even though I wanted to be open, I wasn't open. And all the things that had to unfold after the conception, there needed to be a certain readiness for that too that needs to happen at a certain pace and I need to be able to take that pace. And although I've done a lot of unravelling in my life of chaos, grief, pain, trauma, etc. The, the gestation is a, a quickening of that. Uh, a great quickening on on all the levels all at once and if one level was slightly out of, if there wasn't a certain sacred geometry already in place then one aspect of that would be very easily just with a, a, a light feather touch would very easily be swung completely out of kilter with the rest of it um i think of the sacred geometry as like a you know like three or four legs that that hold strong like a table or a chair a stool that you know if all the areas the main areas of life the mind body and the spirit if they all three of them aren't firmly rooted firmly stable then yes with all of our effort we can hold ourselves upright on this on the chair or the stool with two legs or our own two legs but really the depth of the challenge we need that third pivotal point we need the third not pivotal m the third balancing point the third pillar to balance or the fourth pillar even better to balance more um you know the spirit has to be included the spirit has to be fully embodied and fully activated for it especially for older <clears throat> but but not really i don't know why i said that especially for older it, I was just sort of like thinking doubly in context of a 
how distorted we are when we're older, but then that's only if we haven't done the work. If you, we've done the work, then we're more distorted when we're younger. And then we do the work and then we become less distorted when we're older, which is why we are an absolute fucking powerhouse of motherhood, a powerhouse of spiritual truth and a powerhouse of, of momentum to return to the sacred geometry. And um, yeah, there's lots of things that masquerade as something else in this world and pretend to be something, especially the internet is such a great skin that we can pretend is ours and, you know, with lights and makeup and camera angles and edited film, we can easily pretend to be an entirely different lifestyle character philosophy and we can wear that like a skin like wear it like a mask or a costume and and then real life can be something else um but when a person is whole and standing in their wholeness it's very clear <laughs> it won't look like the image of the thing it won't look like the superficial aspect of the thing it will feel the wholeness will be felt, it will be tangible to anyone in the room or in the presence of or online with or whatever. It will be very clear that there's just truth exuding. Um, and yeah, I have so much more to share around this, um, around the work that the, the spirit coming into spiritness, the twin flame of the child coming through but also as the mother the mother child the mother baby the, they're not a separate thing they are an entity which is greater than the sum of the parts greater than the mother herself and the mother as the body carrying as the vessel this holy vessel <clears throat> is absolutely upgraded and changed in this moment in these moments and if she's doing that consciously, we have we really do have the power to rise up um, by by great degrees. Um, I want to speak a lot more about this, but I have to leave for lunch now and it's probably going to be too noisy and clumpy, clumping up the cobbled stones up out the medieval quarter and then up onto the road above. Um, so I'm going to wind this up here, but this is part one. I'll do another part of part two of five here because this feels like a really... Um, there's a lot that's been downloaded in the last couple of days and a lot of, um, yeah, a lot I want to say about the, the disassociation, like how we're disassociated from our womb and we get caught into the, into the separation and we think that the separation is real, just like we get caught in the map of the territory, thinking it's the territory itself, it's the land itself, but it's not the landscape, it's a map, it's a simplification, it's a, an encoded form. But we get stuck in the encoded form and we argue about it and say, but look, no, look, that goes there and this goes there. But the, the landscape is always changing and the, the map can only ever be accurate. And as a snapshot, a very, a very simplified and diminished snapshot of sketch of something that is hugely, hugely more complex and changing consistently, um, the body all the more so. And um, especially in, 
ingestation. So oh, I've got so much more to share. I'm absolutely loving the process of doing these sharings. And no matter when this is witnessed, like the the fact that I'm able to energetically put this out in the world is a huge gift. So you witnessing whenever you're witnessing is an enormous, enormous gift to me. I, I know I can say this out loud safely, even if I don't publish it until much later. Yeah, I'm very aware that I'm, I'm held, even across the time-space continuum, I am held by somebody somewhere um, and all of us, all, all where. <laughs> I'm held by women, I'm held by the spirit that runs through all things and, and this is something that becomes more and more tangible every single day, especially through my gestation. Um, so all merit gained, released, and I'll, I'll see you in part two, speak to you in part two. Um, ciao.